Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about why the right partner, the right land partner is essential. Not like this. This is a topic we've covered in the past, but this is a little bit different because Jill's experiencing um, both sides of this. I think with deal funding. Why? You think I'm not the right partner? No, it's not with this. (laughs) Both sides of this. Sometimes you're not the right, sometimes you don't get the right partner, Jill, and sometimes you're not the right partner, Jill, because that could happen too. Right. I, I, you know, we could talk about that, and I got to make a note about that. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. And I hope you know that Jill and I personally instruct uh, a advanced type instructional session group called Career Path. It's for people who uh, have made this their career, buying and selling land, or people that want to make it their career. Uh, Check it out at support at landacademy.com. It's called Career Path, and I think the next one starts in October. It does, and actually, you can sign up now, just so you know, if you go to, yeah, did you say, oh, you said the support one. I'll give you one little hint, too. Go to landacademy forward slash career path, and you'll find out more there. Oh, thank you. Tammy wrote, I found a county that I like that has a CITES zip code uh, for 99% of the 2,000 properties. Wow. Of those 2,000 properties, half have a CITES street address with a street number, and the other half just has a street name. Should I be concerned that this is not rural enough because there are CITES zips attached to most of the whole data set? I did spot check, and it does look like there's no buildings. No, Tammy, this is a very intelligent question. I know you're brand new. Uh, I see you in Discord a lot, and I appreciate your participation, and you really are asking the right questions. There's a pretty pretty, uh, stiff learning curve to some of this if you don't follow the program. And so, to answer your question directly, the CITES address or non-CITES address, uh, you know, in a mailer, in, in a data, any given data set, a property has a mailing address where the uh, the uh, tax. tax bill goes to, mm-hmm. or a CITES address, which is where the property is actually o- located. Well, a vast majority of uh, many, many, many properties, vast majority of properties that we deal in don't have a one, two, three Main Street post office address. They just have a CITES address, which might be main way uh, it might be just blank mm-hmm. uh, the assessor doesn't really care as long as they know which property it is and and how to assess it so that they can apply the right tax amount they don't care mm-hmm. exactly where it is so the fact that well, what this tells me is you chose a, a relatively urban uh, county but it doesn't matter Mm-mm. as long as it passes the red green yellow test and you follow step by step uh, everything that we teach in chapter four and chapter five of land academy 3.0 you're going to do great it's kind of funny. Right. Like, I'm concerned this is going too easy. You <laughs> yeah. know, I can I can totally relate to that. Well, you've been, uh, the, uh, res- the, your result here is that you have really good data. Because <laughs> yeah. most of the time the question is the other way. It's like, I can't find these properties at all. What do I do? And there's a, a huge solution for that called geocode.io that we explain all of that in the actual uh, education. Here's the other takeaway Tammy needs to re- has, needs to know. Don't get used to this. <laughs> it's not going to always go this easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So No, I job. say mail it. And I think anybody oh, yeah. else would say uh, mail it. I think you chose a right pl- uh, good place. Yep. Today's topic, why the right land partner is essential. This is the meat of the show. So, so um, this is 
this, I was thinking about this and we were talking about this came, this came from a discussion that we had this week. I'm like, it's so, uh, important to have a partner when you're doing a deal. This is really me doing deals with other people, not just ourselves. Um, and it's so important to, um, I'm sorry. There we go. Uh, have someone that you connect with. And they get you and they know where you're coming from and they know what you do and they know how you got there. So let me back up. Here's a, here's an example of what just happened this week. I had someone reach out to fund three land deals for me, from me, and one of them has a house on it. So I'm reading the notes. I'm starting to look it up, do my due diligence. And I realize I don't think this person's a land academy member. And I go digging and I look and I check and I'm like, yep, sure enough, they're not a land academy member. So, which is fine. I'm, I'm very, uh, upfront and honest about, you know, when we mean it, no good deal should go to waste. So if you're, even if you're not a land academy member, you need deal funding, you can happily submit a deal to me. But if I don't know where you came from, how you're educated, how you source the deal, what's going on behind it, I have to do extra work and and uh, and makes me take a step back and kind of go, all right, let's see what's really going on here. And then like this particular deal, the person was very nice and upfront and honest and said, uh, this has a house on it. I have no idea what to do. I've never done anything like this. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, shucks. And it's like six states over. So I'm like, all right, I hate to say this, but I'm not your guy <laughs> because it's very hard to do a deal with a house on it or any structure on it when you don't have boots on the ground, A, or B, you don't know what you're doing. You haven't done anything like this. And this is really not the place and the time for me um, and the resources to really help get you there um, and do the deal. So I had to very nicely say, hey, I wish you all the best, but uh, this isn't going to be for me. You know, and I really, and I was honest, and I said for two reasons. Number one, um, you don't have the experience that that uh, I can work with at this point. And two, sounds like you don't have the boots on the ground. You don't have the infrastructure that we need to really do this right. So, and so it goes both ways. So this person wasn't a good fit for me and I'm not a good fit for them. So let me go back to, there's people out there that would love to probably hold this person's hand and maybe even learn together. Maybe like, hey, let's do this together and get through it. So now we have two heads or, you know, better than one totally understand that. I'm at the point now with everything that I have going on and the deals that I'm doing, I, I can't one-on-one -on -one coach uh, someone from zero and, and really effectively get them there. What I can do though is I go watch Land Academy and then talk to me or come in career path or something like that. Um, and that's, that's the thing too. Who am I really doing deals with right now? It's people like me you know, I've just, you know, they're coming to me that, you know, we've done six of these and I've got, you know, $400,000 allocated. I don't have another 80 for this one. You want to jump in on this? I'll be sure. I don't even have to talk about it kind of thing. So this applies. I really think it's an important part of life too. Joe and I just got done uh, redecorating our primary residence and it took almost a year. And one of the reasons that it took a little bit longer other than environmental reasons like COVID just happened and contractors are different, but we would take, we would have two or three vendors come in, uh, and give us a bid. But in that, in that time, you know, I watched, I was involved in a bunch of it, uh, uh certainly on the front end of the, some of these, um, subcontractors and, you know, like a flooring person would come in and, and, uh, they, they would say, 
here's what we've done. Uh, here's the bid. Thanks very much. Well, for every two or three or four contractors like that, this is true with everything in life, you connect with one of them. And so in one case, uh, the cabinet refinisher came in and he had full videos on a tablet. And he's like, look, I'm the owner of the company. We only do, um, we only complete five orders a week. We come in on Monday and we're done on Friday. And then we have new, all new customers the next Monday. And so he had very proudly showed me pictures of his machinery and this process and all the money they, and well, and of course he was the, by leaps and bounds, the, the most, most expensive. expensive. <laughs> and we chose him. Yeah. And so we largely chose him because of what Jill's talking about. Like, look, if there's a problem, I'm going to go to this guy. He's going to be reasonable about it. And there's always problems. I'm telling you, there's not problems. There's always issues that have to be dealt with in any Except project, including a real estate deal. Yeah. Exact same is true with employees. We want to run a fairly, a fairly large crew. And I can tell you right now, there's a personality type for employees that Jill and I both get along with very, very well. They're complete and total start, self-starters. Uh, they don't need a lot or any direction from us. Um, the majority of the people now who we have are probably smarter than us or better at uh, what we hired them for than we are. Mm -hmm. Certainly on my side, we cut everything in half and all the things that I'm responsible for, without exception, everyone uh, is, is better at their jobs than I would be if I had that job. I just had the benefit of gray hair mm -hmm. and, and kind of keeping everybody together and motivated and providing tools to let them succeed computers and and content direction and things like that so it's no different with a land deal um, there's people that submit deals to us uh, seeking uh, us out as a partner a funding partner who don't necessarily want to get the deal done they want us to do the deal and so they'll throw a lot of stuff at the wall just to see what sticks and then, so that's not the right partner uh, for us. There are other people in our group who will happily do that. They're not sending out their own mailers. They, they have a bunch of money and they'll work with it. You know, mm -hmm. they don't want to locate the deal. They want you to, and then they'll, they'll do, do the deal for you. Mm -hmm. That just, you know, our way is not the right way. It's just the one that works for us. Exactly. And I guess that's the whole point of this, uh, this discussion is you have to really decide what works for you mm -hmm. and then only hang out with the people that, you know, really. You get it. The, who, who you think, who, where everybody understands each other. Mm -hmm. It's a total birds of a feather situation. That's and land so academy old, for a yeah. lot of it. I mean, really. The older they get, the, the easier this is to, to digest. Um, I think that when you're really young, it's, you, you tend to just say, you know, you sent, you tend to celebrate all of, all the, the uh, different types of approaches to whatever you're trying to accomplish. And I think that's really, really healthy. That I think it's great. It's really, really healthy. Until you find out who you really are and how to actually get stuff done really effectively, and then it's like, all right, I want to surround myself with some people that uh, are going in the same direction I am. I have a question for you. What did you do, like, and I'll, I'll go first if you want me to. What did you realize along these lines and you're really, really young and you, and, um, and then you've changed it now. Like, for example, I'll give you mine. When I was really, really young, because that was a good point you brought up, I used to want everyone to like me, mm. and I was crushed when people didn't like me. So if I had been in this role right now, I would be trying to do every single deal and make <laughs> yeah. everybody so would happy. I, so would I. And all of that. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. doing that anymore. <laughs> and, it, and if you don't like me and I move too fast and it's too hard, I'm like, sorry, 
I'll be over here yeah. looking at my bank balance and you can stand over there still trying to figure it out. <laughs> so professionally, I really learned, I'll, I'll answer it socially in a minute, yeah. but professionally I learned about, I learned this about myself when I was uh, in the very early stages of, of an investment banking where I would find a healthcare facility, a seller wanted to sell the healthcare facility uh, and I would go to certain buyers and you know, it wasn't hard to, to sell healthcare facilities back then. And I still don't think it is. You find one, let's say it's the middle of the state. You look at who owns all the other healthcare facilities around there. You know, you just kind of drag out a circle and you'll see that there's one or two or five or eight uh, other owners or operators of these facilities. And you invariably just like here, really get along with one or two of them. And the other ones it's are, you just keep bringing them deal after deal after deal. And no, I don't like the paint color on that one. It's like, okay, you know what? After like the seventh deal, paint color doesn't really matter to me right. <laughs> as a, as a, uh, a broker of the deal, as a buyer or the seller. It's just, right. it's not, not anywhere. So in the end, I think that those types of people just want to be in the action. They're really just on the sidelines. They have no intention of ever really making a decision. And then in that group of potential buyers, you've got somebody who's, you know, probably associated with a company that's got a real high, real hardcore taste for acquisitions. And so they're going to overlook some of the flaws and bring something to the table when they buy the facility and say, yeah, the staffing's all off. We're going to restaff this the way that it should be. The delivery of care is not what we want to focus on. We're going to deliver on something on this. And so now we're all working together. All the cylinders are firing and, and we're getting some stuff done. And that's how Jill and I are to this day. But back then I was like, there's something wrong. What I, was your, so what was your point when you're young that you do differently now? No, 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 no. Like, like. Like, uh, what you, what did you look at differently then or think the differently then? Like now mine, then I want to please everybody. Now I don't care. What's your one sentence and two sentences. I, back then I just wanted to, I thought I should get every single deal done, oh. that there was something wrong. I was taking it personally. And now you're just, now you're being selective. And the, the fact is there's Which is good. some deals are just innately flawed for regardless of who, uh, whatever happens. And, and it's, yeah. you can't take any of this personally, no. but you can get it. You can get a partner and a deal. And look at some stuff and really laugh about it and say, yeah, maybe we'll do the next one. There you go. <laughs> I mean, the older we get, here's the truth of it. Yeah. The older we get, and I hear other Land Academy members say this too, the more picky we are. Yeah, you know. the better it is. I love it. Happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called, the, well, I'm going to talk about the reality of pricing a land blind offer campaign. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. I just priced a massive mailer and I'm going to talk all about it. It's how long it took me, what I focused on, uh, and it's actually all very, very good news. It's a little time consuming, but man, it, it came out. Um, I love the end of the project. Constantly tweaking. Speaking of constantly tweaking, this year in 2022, we tweaked another program and it's Land Academy 3.0. So we are doing things differently now than when we did when we launched years ago and then what you did decades ago. Sorry, I didn't mean to age you there, but... <laughs> the camera's on. They can, I know. They can see. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know exactly how old we are. <laughs> anyway, so check it out. Um, go to landacademy.com. You can do some recon on the Land Academy 3.0, which is catching up with Land Academy for 2022. And then if all else fails, just send a note to support at landacademy.com. We, we are, are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.